Hello and welcome back to Cut Loose with Kano, the podcast edition. And tonight we travel way back in time to the very first Instagram live before I even thought up the name, Cut Loose with Kano. Uh, we'll be talking to Kirsty Watt from Beautiful Fitness over in Rotorua. Uh, Kirsty is great, she is straight up, no bullshit, tells it like it is. Um, and I've followed her for a long time and really enjoyed what she has to say on the topic of exercise and fitness, the fitness industry, and most importantly, her special interest, um, woman in pre and post uh, birth exercise, I guess, and, and rehabilitation for women in particular. She has a keen interest in this. Uh, we also touch on this uh, interview around the petition that she's been highly involved in, um, changing the way, uh, I guess, New Zealand deals with uh you know, women post-birth and, and how they are treated and the, the lack of service and, uh, I guess, talk around around getting women back to, um, I guess, normal function after they've had a baby and the support that they receive. So it's a topic she knows a lot about and is very passionate. And, um, yeah, please be advised that this was my very first attempt at an interview and I, um, I say yep a lot to acknowledge that. Uh, acknowledge what she's saying and I really fucking shouldn't have because it ruins the whole bloody thing but uh, you know we live and learn and we get better so enjoy cheers she's um you know I've, I've followed Kirsty for quite a while um and she is straight up and down like a strainer post so I resonate really well with that um it's no bullshit sort of talk um and as you can imagine, I really appreciate that. So, good day, Kirsty. Thanks Hello. for joining us. Kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. Um, so, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I've, I've followed Kirsty for quite a while. Uh, she's over in Rotorua. Um, and she's got some good, classic, straight up chat. Uh, there's no bullshit involved. She likes you or she doesn't, that sort of person. So, I'm, I'm all about that. Um, so welcome and thank you very much, Kirsty. Um, so if you could just start off while people are joining, um, you know, tell us, you know, who you are, what you do, and and how you got there. I guess how you got into the health and fitness bizzo. Um. So, kind of, oh, how I got there. First of all, um, I was in the navy for about thirteen years and um, got out when I had my first child. Um, I'd sort of done a lot by that stage and was kind of over-travelling and that kind of thing. Um, and, like, I wasn't one of the fit freaks in the Navy or anything like that. I was just your standard, standard person that liked to eat yeah. pies quite a bit and occasionally go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> um, always. Um, then... Once I had my daughter, I did like I did pregnancy fitness through it, uh, through the pregnancy, and then this is in Auckland, and then did some postnatal stuff. But it wasn't really like it was just your standard kind of boot camp. It was targeted at mummies, but it wasn't like anything different. I don't suppose to what you'd normally get yep. at a standard exercise class. Yep. Um, and then I kind of lost a lot of weight on that and just realized how good it felt and for your mental health and all that kind of stuff and decided yep. when I was still on maternity leave to do my PT course and then we ended up moving down to Rotorua and yeah that's how and then I started doing more in-depth courses because the PT ones don't really have anything on um, 
postnatal or prenatal and stuff like that, special populations. So, yeah, I just started yep. doing a study during the years, and it's been about six years now. So, yeah. Yep. Wouldn't have it any yeah. other way? There's always other ways, but um, no, nah, it's, it's definitely... I think we, we've come a long way in the fitness industry. There's definitely a lot more education out there now. Um, yeah. and, but there's still, I don't think, enough. And just general people aren't getting the right information either. Um, but, yeah. yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I can vouch for that because I did my PT course last year and I would say there would have been – Lucky if there was two pages on on fitness, you know, or exercise around uh, post and, and prepartum, you know. Um, so, you know, there's some general general information, but it's it's um, yeah, seriously lacking really for such an important um, physical change in a body. Um, yeah, yeah, so and, I can definitely vouch for that. And if you look at how many clients you've got as in general and how many are women and then 80% yeah. of women will have a baby at some stage of their life so while yeah. they say that's a special population if you look at the population of a, a gym that might be like Les Mills classes that are say 50 60 people plus RPM yeah. all of that kind of thing probably the majority of those people are women and they're also would have had kids or they will have kids. So it's actually yeah. a huge population. And I don't like that we've been characterised as special as well because it's so big. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, um, yeah, I know here at boot camp, um, you know, we're probably 65 70% are female as well. So it's, you know, yeah. it's, the chicks just love the group fitness, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, over the last more probably couple of months, you've uh, got up and running a petition. Um, so are you the main driver behind that, or is there a group of you doing that? Uh, so there's now a group of us, but at the time yeah. I was just a bit pissed with the system, um, what we've yeah. just been talking about. And when screening people, it's always the same. Have you been checked by your midwife? Have you been checked by a doctor? Have you had the physio check? Always no. Yep. Like 99% yep. of the time, no, unless they know me already or they are aware of it. And it was just yep. pissing me off. Like, I said, this is ridiculous. Yep. And it's not something that's just been happening lately. This is like over the time that I've been dealing with this population. Yep. It's always the same. And I just yep. thought, you know, fuck it. Like, Wrote a letter to the MPs and went, I can swear on your one, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, wrote Absolutely. a letter. It's encouraged. <laughs> Good. Wrote a letter to the MPs and, uh, well, to Julianne Genta. And I actually said yep. I'm going to do a petition and she didn't get back to me until the petition was probably like 10,000 signatures in. So, um, yep. yeah, I just got sick of the fact that we have no – there's nothing from that midwife leaving us and it's definitely not midwife's fault until forever in terms of who's yep. checking the money, like no one. Yeah. 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 So – Yeah. Yeah, what what is the petition like? What what are you? What's the aim of it? You know, what are you hoping to, um, you know, get as a result out of it? Um, well, and my my hope is that everyone 
gets a check from either a GP, this is all funded, GP or continence nurse or pelvic floor physio or someone. Like everyone is entitled to that check. They don't have to have it, but the entitlement is yep. there for a funded check. That yeah. Um, and if they require more physiotherapy or work, um, that that funding is there for it as well. That's just what I would like. I do have a yeah. team, and we've got different goals that we're trying to sort out, and it's all like doctors and continence nurses and midwives and stuff like that, and physios. So it's a really good group. But we've just at the moment we're trying to um, nut it down a bit more for when it goes to the official parliamentary petition because I have to do yep. another one and add that one to it but um, yeah it's yep. my dream is that everyone gets checked if they want to check and it's free yeah yeah that's, that's pretty reasonable I would have thought um, and how can people support that where can they um, where can they jump on and, and sign that if they haven't already um, just go on my bio if I'm tagged in here um, on Instagram or it's on in change and you just have to type pelvic floor rehabilitation and I think the search thing and it should be there. There is another petition that started and it was on the front page of the Herald and it's also about um, maternity care in those first few days in hospital. So that one's there as well. Yeah. So we're trying to get a holistic approach for our mums rather than just the pelvic floor because – there's lots yeah. that our mums are missing out on. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, lot of things happening around that that stage, isn't there? So it's um, you got to look at the whole whole thing, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So, what would be sort of the common issues for women? Um, and this is where I'll probably start squirming a bit. What are the common issues that that you've encountered um, around that pregnancy, um, that time, and you know? I guess return women returning to exercise and moving the body and that sort of thing. What what do you see out there as as the common um, um, issues? We have a lot of ladies when they're pregnant will have pelvic pain, like pelvis pain, and often that can be due to instability and stuff like that. Or there is a condition and it's symphysis pubis syndrome. Or something. I can never remember the name, but it's when you're. Um, when your pelvis, like the joints in it, start widening a bit too much, and it's well, quite painful. My wife goes through that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I would recommend if you are sore in the pelvis, sort of hip region, is I always say, uh, keep your legs together, princess. And it's imagine you were like Brittany or someone that would wear a tiny mini skirt, and you're trying to get out of a car with the paparazzi <laughs> and you've got no undies on. So Brittany was no good at that. <laughs> so, good. so you have to keep your knees together when getting out of cars, off the bed, like kind of yeah. when you stand up, keep your knees together a wee bit. Um, yeah, so imagine you're like royalty or paparazzi trying to get your undies <laughs> shot. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. one thing I'd recommend. And stuff, if you are exercising, keep – you're, don't do anything wide, so don't do like sumo squats or wide deadlifts and stuff like that. Keep your knees like you're at least hip width apart or narrower. So I tend yeah. to give people narrow squats and stuff like that. Yeah. Is so that like, particularly just before um, birth or, or after um, as well? 
So quite often it can occur when relaxins release. So relaxin is this hormone that um, we get released about three times during pregnancy and it's to help the ligaments um, kind of stretch. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term, but loosen up a wee bit so the pelvis can go bigger so baby yeah. can come out. Um, and that yeah. tends to happen mm -hmm. in the first trimester, uh, like at the end of the first trimester, so around about 14 weeks, I think somewhere around 22, I can't remember off the top of my head, and around 32 weeks, I think. I could be wrong, yeah. or 36, but somewhere around that. Um, and that can be very painful during that time. Um, but for most people, that pain will subside a wee bit. But for some people, if it doesn't, you can get like a thing called a smiley belt and you can wear that around like your hips. It's to keep yep. them a bit more stable. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So um, any anything else that you see, I guess, particularly after birth with women um, returning to, you know, turning up to their your class or someone or, you know, going back to the gym, what are some of the issues or, or um, I guess, consequences of not doing things right um, um, when you return to exercise? So with um, after birth, there's, like, there's a whole, there's a list, a giant list. Um, <laughs> so it's not just pelvic floor. So you've got your yeah. pelvic floor dysfunction issues. Now, one in three women will have issues and it could be leaking um, it could be pain like we're talking leaking in any form and that is from your bladder or your yeah. asshole and your rectum <laughs> um, so and it's also so it can be farts as well so everyone yeah. likes to have a good fart to wind someone I've else up <laughs> but <laughs> if you're sneaking out without you realizing then that can be yeah. potential because your pelvic floor goes from like your tailbone round under like a hammock yeah. thing to about yeah. just below your belly button. Um, yeah. So yeah, that whole area, and everyone always forgets about the rectum area. They think it's just bladder. But yeah, if yeah. you can't hold in a poo or a fart, then that's, that's potentially there could be some stress incontinence or something going on there. Um, yeah. If you had... If you have pain, that can be a sign of hypertonic pelvic floor because sometimes their pelvic floors are always switched on. So if you, I'm just going to Yeah, so sometimes if you um, are always switched on, so if you imagine you're in like a push-up hold for a whole day or a yeah. plank for a whole day, that's what your pelvic floor is doing all day and it can't relax. And then that has very similar symptoms to a weak pelvic floor that is leaking and stuff because it's always on and it's just going to, it just can't handle yep. it. So there's often people that think they are weak, but they're actually very strong and they can't relax. Yep. And it's yep. very confusing. So, yeah, that's why we recommend go and see a physio in pregnancy and after because if it is really, really strong, then these people having babies might not be able to relax enough for the baby to come out and they'll potentially need intervention and all that stuff done. So it's good to know yeah. before. Yeah. 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 That's just the pelvic floor side. Like yeah, yeah. Um, um, probably turned the volume down, did you? Is that better? Anyway, it's better. Yeah. Um, and, yes, yeah, so the pelvic floor, there's um, abdominal separation. 
So you've got your rectus muscles, your six-pack muscles. That, ladies, if you're listening, they are still there, okay? They never go away. Everyone goes, I don't have them. And I'm like, you do. You wouldn't be standing upright if you, if you didn't. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, there's a connective tissue in between those muscles. That can stretch during pregnancy, which should stretch. But when we have the baby and we're recovering, sometimes it doesn't come back in properly or it yep. doesn't um, stay nice cool. and tight. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a if it's like a swing bridge versus a proper bridge, that's not a good sign. And, yeah. and yeah, what can you do about that? That's more of a rehab thing. Often for some it's time, but um, yeah. if it is really loose, you can try and massage it, but you'd have to be like really being able to feel your rectus muscles on the inside down that middle yeah. bit and kind of pushing against it, but that's yeah. if it's like um, you kind of need a physio to check it out first to see how yeah. bad it actually is. Yeah. For some people, yeah. they might have quite a big gap, but yeah. um, the, the tension on it's really good. So if yeah, they're doing things great. like sit-ups, it might be able to hold that intra-abdominal pressure, but yeah. if they're but if that sort of tummy's coming out like it looks like a bit of an alien pushing out your yeah. um your transverse abdominals aren't able to control the intra-abdominal pressure of that so it's avoiding some exercises and but you should yeah. also kind of load it a wee bit but that's a progressive thing as well so i wouldn't be doing sit-ups and full planks and full push-ups right at the start of postnatal i'd be progressing myself up yeah yeah, and that's, yeah. uh, a, a, I guess, a topic that uh, a lot of people miss, um, that yeah. progression. They go straight for the hard stuff like they uh, like they were, you know, before pregnancy and um, expect it to just happen, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we've just got a question here. Does carrying kids on the same hip all the time over years potentially put your hips out later on in life? Good question. Yeah. So, um I would be going and seeing a physio for that. Um, so if you get things like um, like how your gait is, if you're standing funny and you might get knee pain and a lot of people are actually high, well, not a lot of people, some people are hypermobile as well. And so they'll push their, they'll stand with the baby on one hip and then they kind of push their knee backwards. So yeah. it looks you know what I mean, um, yeah, and that's not great stance. either. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a mum stance, and that can happen over time and make those joints like hypermobile. So yeah, yeah, it's it's not a great thing. If you are having pain and stuff from that, I would go and definitely get that checked out. Yeah, it's 100%. also another thing with breastfeeding mums get sore wrists quite often. Um, and oh, yeah. a wee trick for that is when you're feeding, no creases in the wrist. Okay? Oh, yes. So yeah. when you're holding the baby, like you hold it, rugby hold or whatever it is, it's yeah. same thing can happen to a formula feed, but just think I've got to keep that wrist straight, okay? So no yeah. creases in the wrist can help, but you might have to see a, a hand physio or something for that as well if it is causing pain you can get carpal tunnel both during and after pregnancy so yeah that's yeah. something you'd have to get checked as well 
Very good. Um, so just talking in general fitness, um, wanted to ask you what you see, I guess, the, the good, the bad and the ugly um, in terms of the fitness industry, just in general, because I know you've um, I've seen a few things on your stories and whatnot that uh, you, you see a bit of shit here and there, and as as I do, and I think we all do. So, what's what's your good? What good are you seeing in the fitness industry at the moment? Um, I'm seeing lots of courses coming through, like really good ones. For anyone that is in the fitness industry listening, um, Continents New Zealand are doing a thing. I think. Auckland Wellington Christchurch which is a pelvic floor course which is awesome and you'll get reps points for that if you are with reps Um, and there's um, virtual a lot of their ones uh, pregnancy postnatal courses are now done virtually because the trainers are in Australia so there's some really good courses like Jen Dugard Safe Return to Exercise and Burrow Education anything through Burrow Education is awesome so just and that's going to help you like if you're doing a pregnancy course like through Burrell, um, it will help you with your older ladies as well. Like they talk quite a bit yep. about hormones and that kind of thing. And um, yep. like it's 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 a minefield once you start getting into it. But anything <laughs> that you can do externally, because your, your PT course isn't going to cover any of the stuff it should, and I want to mm. get that changed so that after this petition, that might be the next petition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but, um, yeah it's, it's about how, how we as an industry can actually just say, look, we need to look after our women better. And for some people, hit might not be the best, thing for them to do and to actually screen our people better like I think our screening is pretty terrible for most places like gyms and stuff like that but if we're taking the time to actually say okay this person's got this this and this maybe this isn't the right class for them and encourage them to do something else um yeah yeah, it's a a bit of a problem isn't um like Gyms just tend to sign up people for anything and anyone just because they want, you know, members, isn't it? It's a, it's a bit of a – can be an issue for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and that's – yeah, that's 100% correct. Like, you've got so many options out there now and, like, you've got people lifting really heavy weights and CrossFit and all that. And, I mean, any exercise is great, but you've yeah. got to remember that as a woman – like your body after you've had a baby has gone through so many changes. And when you're pregnant, you're not exercising to get PBs or anything. You're exercising to maintain. Okay. Your yeah. PBs will come later. It's it's about that first, like sort of after you've had the baby, let your body recover. Um, they yeah. say six weeks, but like depending on the birth, if you've had forceps, episiotomies, all that delightful yep. stuff, give yourself <laughs> more time and go and see a physio. Like I'm pretty sure in, um, over where you are, you're in New Plymouth, eh? that there's a really good physio over there. I can't remember her name, but she deals with oh, yeah. training quite a bit. But, yeah, yep. really good yep. women's physio. Yeah, um, just had a question here. I don't get it, but you might. Uh, any effects from baby wearing? It can put a load on the pelvic floor. Um, so depending on your carrier as well or 
where you're carrying, like if it's front or back, it can put excessive load on the pelvic floor. And I've heard of stories of people getting a prolapse from baby wearing. I'm not saying it. They say it's quite safe, but I've heard recently of someone saying that. So, I mean, yeah. if you are feeling like there's weakness through the pelvic floor, and when I say feeling, so um, generally if your pelvic floor is working really well, then you won't have any issues, okay? Yeah. It's generally when it's not working well. It's like with any injury, you start to feel something's not right. Say if your knee was bung, you would know about yeah. it. It's the same with the pelvic yeah. floor. Or if you've hurt your hand yeah. or something, you know that something's not right. And so with your pelvic floor, it could be that you're starting to leak or like if you're doing impact stuff, stuff just doesn't feel right. There could be heaviness. That's the prolapse side of it. So, yeah, yeah, just be very cautious when you are baby wearing that it is a good carrier, like one that sits across your hips quite well. Um, I'm not a baby-wearing person. The people at um, Kanga Training, they know all about that. So if you're not yeah. sure, your local area probably has a baby-wearing library. So go and talk to them, and they'll be able to fit you properly if you're not sure. But generally, the, the carriers you want to use aren't the ones with the legs dangling down. The legs should be going across your kind tummy. of hips yeah. or tummy. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, would you say that, um, I guess a lot of women are sort of out there and, and sort of just suffer through this shit without, you know, going and seeing someone. Is that common? All too common. Like, <laughs> it's because it's a subject no one wants to talk about um, and that's normal because no one wants to talk about that area and, um, yeah. But and we sort of just think, and it, maybe our friends have bounced back quite well, and we're like, oh, we're just going to go join them, and then you're realizing that you've gone for a run and you've leaked like halfway through and stuff like that, and you're too embarrassed yeah. to talk about it, and it can take years. I think when I did my pelvic floor course, it was like something like four or seven years for someone from when they started getting problems to actually going and seeing a physio. Like that was the average time. So yeah. it's just being open to talk about it, talk about it with, with your family because it can also have genetic effects like with weak pelvic floor, your mother might have had it, your nana might have had it. So talk about yeah. it with them and see if they had issues as well. Like prolapse yeah. is very common and it's more common when we're older because when the estrogen starts um, not being as great, I guess the amount we get is not as good during menopause, so that kind yeah. of weakens the tone of the vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I see. So uh, getting back to the fitness industry, what's what's the bad and the ugly you see out there? What, what would you like to see um, different, apart from, I guess, more education that we've already touched on? Um, what's, uh, what's not so good? What, what could we do better? Always the cowboys. <laughs> I might be a cowboy. <laughs> I might be a cowboy. Nah, that if you've done a course, you're not a cowboy. <laughs> but the, it's the ones that just think I'm gonna do this, and I think they mean well because everyone wants to see people get fitter and be healthier and all that kind of stuff. But if you're not going to take the time and actually educate yourself because every person's different and you might be yeah. fine with star jumps but is 
the 50 women in your boot camp farm startups and if you're seeing them running off to the toilet every time you give them start jumps or jump squats or whatever are you actually computing that something's not right there um or they just don't do it um yeah so it's about educating yourself so you can help your people and i think the problem with New Zealand is there is no regulation on it. Anyone can just start running fitness and that's yep. fine if you're going to take time and do the education. Yeah, 100%. I would agree with that. It's a, um, you know, if, if your best interest, if you got the people's best interest at heart, that's um, what you should do. And that's exactly what I did, which was um, an absolute mission, but we got it done. Um, just another quick question here. My What's that? Include your online people too. Check that they yeah. know what the fuck they're doing. 100%. It's, uh, yeah, it's my big bugbear on Instagram is just any, there's so many fitness accounts um, and just random people just doing burpees and shit left, right and centre and um, their shit hit workouts, but that's another story. Um, my sciatic often niggles in my left butt cheek when I pick up kids off the floor. I can relate to this because my wife has a very similar problem if not the same, it sorts itself out after a while, but can exercises help this? Okay, so with sciatica, this is is your wife's card to get out of the vacuuming, okay? (laughs) Or bathing the children, okay? So you want to stop doing anything that's going to put you on one leg. So lunges, anything that is lunging, so Possibly when yep. you're getting that kid up off the floor, you're doing a bit of a lunge, and that can really do stuff. I highly suggest you go get some massages from a really good massage therapist. Uh, at, uh, osteo, osteo helps, and go and see those pelvic floor physios because often when our pelvic uh, pelvis is out, it can cause issues down the back of us as well. Yeah. And I can vouch for the uh, osteo. The wife goes and sees one once in a while and uh, does a does a very good job with that. It's, um, it's quite interesting how everything gets out of whack um, down there too. Um, yeah. We'll just go straight to if you had your time again being a mum, I guess, um, or there, you know, there'd be no doubt some new mums out there listening. What are the sort of things that you wish you knew? Um, particularly about you know the pelvic floor and pregnancy and exercise and movement, is there is there a couple of things that you wish you knew back then, or, or some some ideas about what women should be doing or should not be doing? I wish I knew that a pelvic floor physio was a thing. Um, I didn't <laughs> find I didn't actually yeah. find out they existed until my burrow course, and they were like. Yeah. Uh, and then I found out actually knew our local one. They're right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't know they were a thing either. Yeah. So they exist and there's, they're scattered all around the country. There's some really, really good ones around. Um, yeah. So often with the physio, they will do an internal um, or yeah. they might use an ultrasound machine. So you either get one or the other probably. Um, but, yeah, it's an internal like would it be much more than a smear they're just checking the reason they do it is they check that you can contract your pelvic floor muscles properly if you've got a prolapse um if you're stronger on each side and then this is what's going to make you feel quite uncomfortable um so often when we have a um 
birth that res- results in forcep delivery or von Schoes or whatever, um, with yeah. that force, and if you imagine when you have to pull a calf out of a cow, if you have to tie a thing to the cow, I'm from a farm, by the way, thing yeah, to the yeah. cow's feet or whatever and yank it out, how much force you yeah. have to physically use to get that calf out, oh, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when a doctor is doing that to the lady in the delivery, and some of them yeah. are here because I don't have those kind of deliveries, so I don't know, but are putting their feet up on the bed and pulling. Like, how much yeah. force is that creating through that area? Like, it just makes mm-hmm. you shudder. Anyway, so yeah. often with that kind of delivery. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> Often with that type of delivery, it can cause a thing called a levator avulsion, which is your levator anine muscle that's inside the pelvic floor. It can get ripped off the pelvis or the bone. So people don't actually know they've had that because it doesn't really, for a lot of people, give you any issues at the start. And it's basically just sitting there flapping kind of in the wind, not really. But it can cause issues within your pelvic floor. Now, to go and see a physio and get internally checked, especially if you've had one of those type of births, is so important. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I never had to worry about it, but it's something that's not talked about. And I think yeah. our care system needs to say, look, you've had this type of birth. You really need to. We're going to refer you on. Yeah. Like, that should be that's automatic. Awesome. Um, a lot of people don't do things until they're forced into it. You you know, have that push to, to go yeah. and get it checked out. And know that it's important. So yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Just the physio, probably the biggest change we can make for a woman is just if you know someone's had a baby, say, look, your best before you start exercising, your best bet is to go and see a physio. Um, and yeah. I mean, they are you have to go private at the moment unless you can get referred to your GP through the DHBs and stuff. But your best yeah. bet is private. Honestly, you'll get in yeah. way quicker. You won't have to, they'll kind of assess you for a risk uh, assessment and stuff through the DHB and say if they think you've got this and this. But if you had that delivery, you'll probably never get internally checked if, yeah, if it's through the DHB. Yeah. So I'd fully go private. It can be expensive, but it's honestly, once you've kind of given yourself that warrant of fitness, then move yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. It can make a big difference to the rest of your life, can't it? Yeah, oh, for sure. And, the reason we sort of talk about this now is so you might feel absolutely fine through this, through having these babies and stuff, but when you're like 50 and you're hitting menopause, yep. then that's when shit actually goes downhill, okay? That's when you're more yep. likely to prolapse or have issues. So And the stress yep. incontinence will get worse as you age. So the longer you leave it, the worse it's going to get. Same with everything in the health. It's, um, it's best to get on these things quick. Uh, just question here. Do you believe women should train according to where they are in their cycle? This is something that we've just started. I've started kind of implementing in my classes um, with my younger girls. So I can never remember the follicular, I don't know how you say it, follicular stage or whatever. So that's from like your period, the first day of your period to ovulation. Now that's the time you want to go your hardest, lifting the heaviest weights, your longer runs or whatever. So that's where you're going to make the most 
positive changes. I hate the word games, so I'm not going to mention it there. Okay, so that's where stuff's going to actually really benefit is in that 14 or depending on your stage, so the period to ovulation, okay? Yeah. Ovulation to your period, that's when shit's going to go downhill. So you want to be doing things that aren't as intense or stressful on your body, like maybe do some yoga and stuff in between, have a bit more of a rest day, probably not yeah. lift as much weight. Go a bit easier on the hit. But, yeah, that first period, that's where you want to smash yourself if you are into that. And then the second period, just lay off a wee yeah. bit until you get your period and then go hard. Yeah, and um, that sort of ties in with diet too, I believe. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of bit of research around that, around, uh, you know, whether you should be in a deficit during certain stages or whether you should just maintain and feel a bit better about life. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's pretty important. Um, another question, does ACC cover any pregnancy birth cases? So, <laughs> if you read my <laughs> petition, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll probably find out they cover fuck all. Um, so ACC, you like to get ACC, you need to fight to the death for any injury sustained during uh, during childbirth okay so you it pretty much means what they've done is the from what i've read and interpreted so this is my interpretation is that if you're claiming acc you're pretty much saying that your um lmc or your um obstetrician or whoever was in the birth with you wasn't doing what they were meant to be doing or they caused you harm and the, and the choices that were made, okay? So it's really, really hard to get it. I think with things like an OAC, I think that's, that is an anal sphincter injury caused by tearing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that can, like, you will still have to fight for it, but if you tore ridiculously because your care wasn't, great so they're meant to hold pressure on the perineum to stop yeah. it from tearing but in some places that might not happen um it's just yeah it's 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 not going to get covered easily unfortunately you literally have to fight to the death to get it covered um i think my physios had like one person has ever been covered but i learned a little thing last couple of weeks if you are on the benefit or your income is at a lower threshold then if you get referred to the physio and i'm talking private physios and they yep. decide that your injury is caused a disability you can get your treatments funded i uh, see see See, that would be most welcome for a lot of people, I think, wouldn't it? But it's typical ACC, isn't it? You, um, they don't want to pay anything they as little as possible, isn't it? I mean, Same the weird thing is, no woman in their right mind would go into having a baby thinking, mean, I want to be tore up to my yeah. asshole. Like, no one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Another another question here. Uh, just they wanted to elaborate on the diet food side um, in terms of the menstrual cycle. Do you have much off the top of your head on that, Kirsty? All I'm going to say for diet is 
like each. So when you had, had a baby, eat a really nutritious, like stuff that's going to help with breastfeeding. So if you are breastfeeding and, and help with milk production, um, like there's heaps of things you can get online. Uh, you, When you're eating for your cycle, like you should be eating a well-balanced diet anyway, but coming up to, what's the word for it, rage week, <laughs> when you're about to get your period, you're probably not <laughs> going to want to eat healthy or you're going to want to have a treat or something. And that's fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. Move on. Eat the mm. shit you want to eat and just move on. Don't be a dick to yourself, okay? Like it's really, really hard when you've got a baby and you're thinking, I have to lose the weight. Just don't stress about that shit. If you eat a really good, balanced diet, for a lot of people, and that's, I mean, some, I'm not a lot of people, some people just magically breastfeed and the weight falls off them. That's very few yeah. people, by the way. Okay? So yeah. if you're one of those, okay? Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> okay? But yeah. some people are fine like that. Um, some people lose too much weight when they're breastfeeding as well. So you want to maintain a really good diet, and especially for healing, you want to be like we're eating anti-inflammatory foods that are going to help yep. with really good healing, okay? That's really important. And in the Western diet, we don't emphasize that enough, but countries like Korea, they really emphasize those kind of foods, like ginger and all of that in the diet. So that's kind of a good thing. But with um, your eating for your menstrual cycle, honestly, just eat a really balanced diet and you'll probably find that when you're ovulating, you're not going to want to stick to that diet. So don't stress out about those weeks. Just maintain really well in those first 14 days of the cycle and then just don't yeah. stress so much later on. Yeah, it's about trying to get those little wins without um, blowing the whole ship over, I guess, in, in, in some ways. But... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've read and, and seen on it as well is um, when you are feeling good and in that period of your cycle where, where you can, um, eat as much good stuff as you can and, you know, when your body needs the chocolate and whatnot, then you go for it, I guess. But if I have seen a couple of really good videos on that topic, so if you do want to DM me, I'll forward them on. Um, and finally, um, what what can dads do? Um, you know, I guess probably being a mum is at times very lonely and some of these problems, you know, I don't fucking understand half the shit you're talking about. So, you know, it's, you're not going to be comfortable talking to your partner or your husband or, or men in general probably. So what can dads do, I guess, with pregnant mums or, or new mums? What can we do to, to support or, or encourage um, or do any, What can we fucking do? <laughs> you can do everything. Everything around the <laughs> yeah. house. <laughs> um, yeah. One thing I learnt with me being pregnant is when I had my first, I was like, no, I'm going to do everything. I'm superwoman. I can work out. I can clean everything yeah. and I'll be fine. That fucked me. So when I yeah. had my child, my partner just expected that I would be like that the whole time. And with yeah. one kid, it's a lot easier, especially when they're a little baby. It's a lot easier to keep the house tidy because if they're unless yeah. you're a shit sleeper, but if you're a good sleeper, you can clean up and all that stuff. But give your ladies some breaks. Like if their kids are older, they're not breastfeeding. 
fucking go buy her a massage voucher and tell her to get the fuck out of the house and go <laughs> enjoy herself. Tell her to go and hook up, like, not hook up with her friends, but take <laughs> <laughs> out with her friends, like, do yeah. that kind of stuff. See, so you're having time with the kids as well because that mental time away from the kids, as much as we love them to bits, we need yeah. our time away. And that's one of the most important things. And that's why I think a lot of people come to my exercise classes because it's time spent with their new friends that are going yeah. through the same shit they are kind of getting an hour to them, even though some of them bring their kids, but they're getting an hour to not think about the housework and all that shit. Because housework is not part of motherhood as well. Housework is a shared job. It's not being a mother, okay? Being a mother is making sure your kid doesn't die or not, I shouldn't really say that. But, you know, you're being safe and all that stuff with your kid and you're trying to look after them and build a good relationship and all that stuff housework is not motherhood and I think that's something that guys really need to understand Um, and if neither of you want to do it hire a cleaner because they're amazing yeah, 100% agree with that. And it's, um, I think in a lot of ways being a farmer, I can sort of relate to that a little bit. Um, you know, mothers put everyone else before themselves often, you know, um, and, you know, sooner or later, um, just like farmers do, we put the cows before everything else. Um, and that's why there's a lot of divorced farmers out there because, you know, sooner or later something gives, doesn't it? And uh, uh, we don't want our lovely mothers to be, or wives to be, um, to be blowing up. Um, so to speak but um, you know and it ties in with the mental health sort of thing too doesn't it that's the thing exercise I mean you know exercise is so good for your mental health but as a mum it's even better like it's I find if I do it first thing in the morning I'm not a prick to my kids trying to get them to school like yeah. It's it's kind of crazy how it works like that. Like I don't yell as much if I've done a workout at six or whatever, versus yeah. if I've slept in and I'm in a rush and they're not getting dressed and all that kind of stuff. So you'll find yeah. that your moods will balance a bit better if you are doing. And it doesn't have to be much. It mean it might mean that I mean it's hard when you guys are carving, you're on the farm or you're out milking. But the ones that aren't or they have that help at home, let them go for a walk for twenty minutes first thing in the morning, yeah. like that kind of thing. Like there's nothing, if you can do it, do it. And I think the fathers need to understand that like while you guys work hard too, you're not always with the same thing 24 hours a day. You get that break when you're away. But we don't if we stay at home mums or whatever. So it's really important that you give your mums a break. Even and I'm not talking like, oh, she's up doing the supermarket shopping. She should be sitting in a cafe having a wine or a coffee instead of Yeah, yeah. You know, that because supermarket yeah. shopping is a job. The work in the yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think we'll probably leave it there. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or or suggest or apart from people just bloody looking after themselves, um, anything, any last thoughts? Um, Just like if you have had a baby or you're about to have a baby, give yourself the rest that your body needs. Um, Don't have to jump back into a bikini straight away. I mean, you can if you want, but it's, it's don't be so harsh on yourself. Let your insides heal. Ah, 
uh, one other thing. Caesareans, yeah. I didn't mention that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it takes a bit longer when you go back to exercise after a caesarean. And the biggest advice I can give you is massage that scar. So once it's fully healed, start massaging it with some moisturizer. Hopefully that a lot of people complain about numbness and stuff like that or yep. a shelf sitting over or even when the surgeon ties it they might pull it quite tight on one end so it can be quite um like pulley on the end massage 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 okay anything just a case of getting the blood blood there and letting the body um, do its thing better helping the scar out you might get it feel it gets a bit lumpy but that'll actually help um with just like it healing so much better and being faint and yeah. stuff like that. So you'd also, I know most of you won't be sunbathing naked or anything like that, but do not get It'd it sunburned either. <laughs> Never know. Don't get it sunburned. Very don't good. get it sunburned. <laughs> Is there uh, any questions from the listeners? I know there's been a couple of crackers, uh, but last chance. Um, while we're live and off the top of our head, um, we'll give you a second to type it out. But um, bloody great chat, and I think it's um, particularly for those mums. I think there'll be a lot of good stuff in that chat for for them going forward. And it's something that obviously needs to be talked about a lot more too, because it's it's it is a little bit taboo. So I thought, um, yeah, why not why not uh, be progressive and um, a fella talk about it. And the kids are coming to wake you up, are they? <laughs> They're coming into a moment. Five minutes. Go. No, <laughs> bloody good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all. Um, thank you very much for everyone that's listened. We'll try and get as much as this video up. Um, oh, sorry. Can insurance applications be declined due to post-pregnancy birth issues? I don't know. I, um, I, I'm not an insurance adjuster, I'm sorry, but um, or yeah. I don't work in that industry. There's something you're going to have to try. <laughs> See, um, <laughs> if, you've got a good, if you've got a good physio or doctor and stuff, they should be able to help you out with that. Yeah. Yeah. It would almost be a good question for certain lawyers too because um, I know there are lawyers that deal with that sort of thing in particular. Um, if I do actually know one, so if you want to know, I can forward that question on. But, yeah, anywho, thank you very much, everyone. I'll get as much of this video up on Facebook as possible. Um, and uh, thank you again for Kirsty. Obviously, if you've got any more questions, you can jump on her Instagram or Facebook, Kirsty underscore beautiful fitness with beautiful, yeah. two O's. Beautiful uh, yeah. two O's. Yeah, uh, jump on her, hit her up, um, and give her a follow. And she's uh, there. It is there. It is. Um, thank you very much. Cheers, Kirsty. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>